Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, Episode 8, Slow Down to Speed Up. Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, practical triathlon advice for everyday athletes, whether you're a tortoise or a hare. I like it, Doug, because we're talking about slow stuff today. It's on topic. Yeah. I do try. I you, do try. You are mighty fine. You've got this down, Pat. Now, I won't pretend that uh, there's been a week between drinks, so to speak. <laughs> we are uh, pre- we're recording this one a little bit early because um, I'm disappearing to the other side of the world. But uh, we'll try and pretend that we're recording it next week. And I'll have to try and pretend that you're here for the following weeks. Exactly, yeah. I'll just record some sound bites to slip in. So we're going to talk about the coming weekend as if it was last weekend. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's going to screw me up. Okay, we'll give it a go. We'll <laughs> give it a go. So uh, the weekend, what happened? The weekend, well, the team absolutely loved the training zone test that they did on Saturday morning. Is that the dreaded two times eight minutes effort Oh, yeah. Thing? Yeah, you got it. You got it. So, uh, yeah, look, we are recording this ahead of time, but the, the weekend just gone, um, we were using that opportunity at the end of a recovery week when everyone's got a bit of freshness to do a training zone test on the bike. And the whole purpose of this is to set some, some training zones for people who are using heart rate monitors or power meters. And that lets them then have some external feedback and guidance to help guide their training. Yeah, it allows you, and I remember doing them, uh, the last couple of years and it really allows you to be specific about that training yeah. and almost get consci- in, in your brain you're thinking I am getting the most out of this training session Yeah, it sort of removes yeah. some of that doubt about whether am I in the right zone am I doing you know hard or very hard Yeah. so yeah I, I found them incredibly beneficial apart from the actual test itself that was <sighs> yeah we'll leave that no, one yeah look no, no, nobody loves the testing and, and in fact a lot of people shy away from it I, I, I do understand that I've been there myself but if you want to get the most out of your training and you want to be able to use these gadgets you have to be prepared to do these kind of tests and really really push yourself for short periods so that you can get a, a true reflection of what you're capable of in order to set those training zones yeah, and I think there are plenty of places you can go to get VO2 max and lactate threshold stuff, mm. you know, tests done. It's sort of affordable. I know we've talked mm. about spending money on technology, but I found it a really good way to to feel, as I said earlier, that I was training appropriately. Yeah, definitely. It removes that so, doubt, which allows you to then focus on, it's yeah. like, I'm doing the right thing. I'm in that zone. This yep. this is making me better. Yeah. Yeah. So you certainly can go and pay for that, that testing to be done and they they've got the scientific process around it. For most people either it's yeah, it's, it's just not going to be practical or something that a lot of people really want to get into. So that's why we do our own testing in in the field. Um, but it's been been proven for many, many years, the the people that have done these things, what kind of tests and what to do with the data. Yeah. Fantastic. So yeah, there, there was that bit of fun going on, and just actually looking forward to what's coming up in the squad, and we're going to be starting some outdoor rides together on a regular basis. So far, the Wellington squad has been training indoors, yep. and so really just wanted to touch on for both the squad as well as anyone else out there who is training in a group, a, a couple of things. With the bike, obviously there are so many variables out there. There is weather, traffic other riders, your skills, it's, it, it is a dangerous place to be. Livestock. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, mind those cows. But yeah, I'd like to run into one of them going around the base. Yeah. yeah. But look, there's we do hear these un- really unfortunate stories about people who get knocked off their bikes by cars, incidents that happen out there. Um, there are crashes when people are riding in bunches. It is a it can be dangerous. So what we have to do is be aware of that and be really, really responsive to everything around us. Keep the wits about us when we're riding with others, making sure we're communicating with other people. So calling out when there's a hazard. If you're close behind someone, making sure you need to know that they're going to signal, point things out to you. Yeah. Pass the message on to those behind you. Um, out there, really being aware of the road rules. Okay, there's no excuse for running a red light for crossing the centre line. That's just absolute ludicrousy, and it puts yourself at risk, possibly others as well. Yeah, and it's not just about you. you when mm. you're riding in a group, don't just think about yourself. You've got to think about everybody else around you. Cause a- absolutely. You could be travelling at speed, and uh, yeah, it's uh, a safe. You want to make it as safe an environment as possible. Yeah. So, so look, I, I I do harp on it about it at the the start when we do, do work together as a as a group because it is so important and uh, yeah I will keep coming back to it as well yeah the, the other angle too is that when we're training as a group it's really easy to get caught up in what the group is doing we we split up into smaller subgroups to try and get people together who are a similar speed mm-hmm. okay but what what you also need to be conscious of is am I getting the training benefit that I'm supposed to out of this because if you just sit in a bunch of people and get towed around in the draft on a long ride that's great it's it's uh <laughs> pretty easy you can have a good chat while you're doing it but you're going to get to race day and suddenly you're going to have to do all of this work riding solo non-drafting and that's going to be a real different world yeah so we need to make sure that you are working at the appropriate le- level of effort for you yep. so on the bike that might mean actually leaving a bit of space so that there is a a, dra- a non-drafting zone and that you can work at the same level of effort as those around you yep. um, and it also means that when there's certain people who get carried away and go hammering off the front at full speed that you're prepared to go actually that's not what we're doing here I'm just going to go at what I know is the right right level of effort yep. Yep. for this workout no understood and there'll always be people who are, who are having a good day some are having a bad day mm. but yeah again it's about getting Getting out of it, what's right for you? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Last last week we talked about recovery. Um, yeah. I've been practicing lying on the sofa since then, and I think I've got it <laughs> nailed. But uh, an important aspect, um, just quickly again. Yeah. So just touching on the key things to take recovery when it's scheduled in your training plan. It's there for a reason to help you absorb the work that you've done, and to help you prepare and be fresh to ready to hit the next block of training because. Every block that you go through generally steps up a bit. Yeah. yeah. I remember you saying, you know, consciously do recovery. Yeah. It kind of sounds a bit funny, but <laughs> you do need to th- say, do you know what? I need to just spend an hour doing nothing. Yes. I'll sit on the sofa and if I fall asleep, that's a bonus. But yeah, just uh, yeah. yeah, do recovery. D- d- don't let it just pass you by. Consciously, consciously do it. Make it happen. Yeah. Excellent. So this week we're about, you know, slow down to speed up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm my I'm 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 thinking I understand it, but I might need a little bit of uh, bit of explanation on that one. There's actually a lot of articles out there on the internet about this, so yeah, um, go googling for that. Slow down to speed up. You'll find a lot of information, and it's it, it's talking about the same kind of thing. Um, where I'll start, I guess, is that 
We know elite athletes, they do really big training volumes. You hear about these Ironman professionals and they're doing 30, 40 hour training weeks, which just seems impossible and ludicrous to most of us. But with that is that they are very well attuned to how they need to train. And so they they do a lot of very easy training and they do a bit of very hard training. Mm. Um, The rest of us, it's a really common thing to go, okay, well, I don't have the time that they do to put into training, so I just need to go harder all of the time. And that's actually a real dangerous track to get into. There's a lot of downsides to it, very, very few upsides. I do remember very early on following a schedule and there were some of those slow mm. slow runs, like a recovery run on a Monday at lunchtime, 30 minutes, and you know, the heart rate hardly yeah. getting above a fast walk. Yeah, yeah. It was quite hard to do, it, but I absolutely felt found the benefit. Felt yeah. the benefit. It was just you felt like you'd done something, but you hadn't sort of burnt any matches to use that overused phrase. Yeah. Um so yeah, just a nice that was more of a recovery run I suppose mm. as opposed to I guess yeah. what were you going to talk about sort of endurance type yeah, pace that's stuff. Right. And so the the big thing is that we've got three disciplines to fit in that we're training for. Okay, so we've got swimming, biking, running, and then uh, all the other bits of recovery and nutrition and everything else that we need to do. But the the body is being worked in three different sports, and there's only so much of each of them you can do each week. Now, the biggest thing is that we're training for endurance sports. Okay, there's a label there, endurance, and that means about <laughs> being able to go for a, a length of time. Whatever, whatever that is, and perform well in it. Okay, the aerobic engine in your body is the thing that provides the majority of your energy for endurance sports. Mm-hmm. And endurance sports actually start quite short. That uh, a three k running race is an endurance sport. Okay, because even at that such a short, intense race, it is the very base level aerobic system which contributes a lot of your of the performance so that that aerobic system that is really about efficiently moving oxygen around the body okay Okay. yep so the better your body is at moving oxygen around it the better your performance is going to be and you can train the body to do that better that's it and that's where the slow training comes in because does the harder stuff is it more anaerobic or some of it is some of it yeah yeah so the when you're training at these lower levels, what you're doing is you're getting the heart to be efficient about pumping things around. You're getting the blood vessels which are developing in the right muscles in the right place. Mm-hmm. And you are teaching your body how to burn fat for energy. Okay, okay. yeah, that's one I've heard. I, that one's been around for a long time. That sort of, yeah. that zone, yeah. whether it be heart rate or whatever, that where the body has time uh, and is not working so hard that it needs immediate sort of, you know, glycogen sugar. or whatever, sugar. Sure. Yeah. But it can say, you know what, I'll start burning a bit of fat because I only need X per minute. Yeah. If it needs more than that, then it has to take it from somewhere else. But uh, That's right, yeah. yeah. Okay. So like I was saying before, that even the really short, fast races, the majority of your performance comes from the aerobic system. So the the, the thing I want to get through is that if you do majority of your training at this base endurance level, that's where the majority of your performance comes from. Mm-hmm. On top of that, yes, we do want to add some harder training, 
but it's not, we don't want to get stuck somewhere in between those. Okay, you, you might have heard it called the grey zone. And that's where a lot of people, the trap that they fall into, because it's the idea, well, I don't have long to train today, so I'll just go out and I'll push it a bit harder. And hey, look at that, I did my standard 5k running route a minute faster. Woohoo, I must be getting faster. Yeah, but you're not <clears throat> you're not benefiting that that base that you're trying to build. That's right. And you're not going hard enough to do those the sort the, of the, the effort that's maybe one or two workouts a week. Yeah. So you kind it. of you yeah. might as well well, I won't say you might as well not be doing it, but you're clearly not getting the benefits from and we've talked about this before, the limited time that you have to train in the week. That's that's it, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And so if if you do end up in that grey zone stuck somewhere in the middle then um, you're you're not burning as much fat. Like you mentioned before, you're burning more sugar. Mm-hmm. So you, you come out of it and you go, oh, that was a good workout. I, I feel good from it. I must have, uh, must have lost a couple of kilos. <laughs> but in, in fact, what you're doing is that you're burning sugar. So your body's going to be saying, hey, hey, give me some sugar to, to replace that with. Yeah. Be it directly through sugar or, or whatever other foods. But yeah, yeah so you're... You're not burning fat, so it's a really key one for people who are trying to lose weight. Is that that really be conscious of keeping those a lot of those workouts down, so that you can be at a level where your body does burn more fat. Yeah, yeah. And we talk, we've talked about recovery. We've talked about you know the you know not hammering the body. Mm. Um, if you're doing if those endurance type efforts are the bulk of your training. Yeah. I'm guessing you you recover a bit quicker. Absolutely, yeah. And you can, it's going to say you can do more, but that's kind of a contradiction. But you're ready for the next session. Yes. Yeah. 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 So for those who have the time available, absolutely right. You can do more because you recover better from it. If you go again that next level up into the grey zone, then you've got different hormones being released in the body as a result of that, different um, loads on the the muscles and the tissues. And all of those things take longer to recover from. Mm. So if you can keep your effort down at the right level at the right time, you can do that training, successfully go, yep, great, tick that off, and know that you are going to recover and you're going to be building the aerobic engine, but also you're going to recover and you're going to be ready for your next session. Yeah. Because if you're always always revving high, then you might not be getting the benefits of that harder training. You, you might not even be able to hit some of that harder training because you're always a little bit tired from the other stuff. Yeah, and I bet if you Googled it, you know, Mo Farah or someone like that, you'd be surprised at how slow yeah. he runs when he's training sometimes Yeah. compared to his, whatever, 2 minute 40 Ks for <laughs> for 5K. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. no. It's, there, it's, there's a great story of someone else that I used to coach Um who was out for a ride one day and uh, they passed Chris Gimmel and someone else, professional athletes. And hang on, these professionals were getting passed by the amateurs. And and that's how seriously these guys take their training, the professionals, as they know the easy yeah. stuff, it really is easy. Yeah. Now, now that's a, a really good point. How do you know how easy or not? Because it's, if I say to you easy versus someone else easy, your perception of what that is is going to be very, very different. Do we go back to this, the training zone test? Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So at a level before we even... That sounded so cute up, Gerard. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> you are a professional, Doug. You are just in tune. Yeah. No, but you're absolutely right. Um, so if you have done your tests and you have a set of heart rates to work to, then that is going to help you 
to get into the right zone for each training session. Yeah. And I know from experience, again, just mine, sometimes it's quite hard to go that slow. Yes. But yeah. you, you've just got to, again, make that conscious effort to go that slow so yeah. that you are getting the benefit. So some people, but there's all sorts of people out there, some people naturally are cruisers and that they, by default, they go slow. Mm. And they often need a bit of a push to go faster. Again, that's where the training zones come in really handy because they can see when they're training, oh, actually, that number on my wrist, I'm, I'm not really putting enough effort at the moment. Yeah, and when I say it's hard to go that slow, I don't mean I'm a speed merchant by any stretch, but, you know, the yeah. very slow jog, and I'm thinking, yeah. actually, I think if I've walked fast, it would be about the same heart rate. Yeah. And, of course, you know, you're running around Oriental Parade and people are bombing past you thinking, jeez, what's this guy? Where's his Zimmer frame? Yeah. But you've got to put that to one side and... And focus because it is it's beneficial yeah yeah and and yeah there's those there's other people who just naturally they're always out there for a lunchtime run and they want to come back at the end of it going yeah i had a real good workout <laughs> and they're probably training too hard a lot of the time yeah so yeah having those zones is great if you don't have a heart rate monitor or a power meter or any of those devices it, you can still do it get it right when you're out there training is close your mouth breathe through your nose for several minutes Okay. If you can breathe through your nose, keep your mouth closed, do that for several minutes, then you are at the right level of effort for an endurance workout. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you, if after 30 seconds your lips are parting and you're gasping for breath out the side, then hey, you're, you're actually pushing it a bit too hard. So Yeah, I found that pretty hard, but I have trouble keeping my mouth shut at the best of times. <laughs> but it, that was a really good test, the, the, the just the nose breathing, yeah. because you know I even had to go slower just to... To bring it right down so yeah you know that perceived effort the whole just you need to know what it is to make sure you're you're not in that gray zone yeah you're down below yeah, so yeah so so the nose breathing tip just to be clear it's not actually about strengthening your breathing or learning to breathe through the nose it's just a cue to help you know that you're at the right level of effort yeah the body can keep going with that amount of oxygen yeah nicely yeah. that's it that's it um, and just sort of closing a little bit on the key the key things, and we talked about this a bit before, if you go too hard, mm. too often, yep. again, burning matches, you're going to need more matchboxes, and eventually you just have nothing left. So I, I liken it to driving the car with a handbrake on. Never, okay? never done that. <laughs> so when you've got the handbrake on, you're using more gas, you're not actually going that fast, and your car's going to wear out. Now... Your car can handle a fair bit of that because you park it up at the end of the day and it just gets to rest. Mm. You, you've done your training, oh, you've got to go to work now. You've got to come home, you've got to cook dinner, you've got to do the jobs around the house. You've got all of these other loads and stresses on you. Mm. So, yeah, you don't want to be in that position where you are just constantly um, loading stress on stress on stress. Yeah. So, and to, to me, it's understanding that going slow is okay. And, and in fact... It does make you faster yep. because you strengthen the base endurance, the, the, the base efficiency of your body. Yep. Then the faster work that you do, that's the icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of a summary of some of those those things. The one you've just alluded to, it, and this is got, where the egos need to be parked. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like being in a group and oh, I'm going it easy. Oh, hang on, Bob's going a bit faster. I think I'll just get behind him. Yeah. Uh, oh, there goes Mary, and it all goes pear shaped because you're not in that zone that you should be. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, we don't want to take all the fun out of it, um, but just recognise that we are training most of the time. 
save save the racing for race day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing is, re- um, excuse me, read your training plan and recognize the difference between workouts. Okay, so every workout in the training plan, it gives you an intensity or a level of effort to go at. Yeah. Um, there's a description. So if a workout says moderate, then that's where you can close your close your mouth breathe through your nose for several minutes at a time. Yeah, and there is some science behind it. So <laughs> yeah. you, you'll probably say, even if you're feeling good, that's yeah. not a license to go faster. Absolutely. Because there is a reason why it's moderate. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and the nose breathing, use that as a measure And if you haven't got... Definitely. Um, power meters or heart rate monitors, yeah. that type of thing. And, yeah. and all we're trying to do with that is differentiate the easier workouts to make sure that they're that level or below. And then your harder ones generally going to be quite a bit harder. Yep. And the long term benefits come with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's the it's the majority of your training being easier, and small doses of it being truly hard, really truly working your hard. Yep. That's where it all comes together to to give you the performance. Love it. Another great session. All right. Um, I'll be off for a bit, so I don't know. You might have a few surprises in store. Yeah. Look, gonna miss you, Doug. We've uh, I think we've got this starting to flow now. any comments to the contrary are welcome (laughs) (laughs) so yeah look Doug's away for the next few weeks so you might hear a few new voices a few different things that we're doing over that time but Doug enjoy your time away and uh, look forward to you coming back and getting back into the the flow of this thank you Gerard and to everyone out there train hard except when you're supposed to be training not so hard and uh, yeah be safe great call thanks bye